Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast, and today on the podcast, I'm joined by a Boone Podcast alumni. That's a lot of podcasts in my opening. Uh, he's an ESPN legend and has been the play-by-play broadcaster for the L.A. Dodgers since 2005. Good buddy of mine. One of my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Charlie Steiner. Charlie, thanks You're for coming say, back on the program. You're saying that nice stuff because I'm here. You know that you know you're, you're you, I have a soft spot for you. I have for, you know, since since we hung out in New York years and years Forever. ago. But a yeah. uh, few things that make me shake my head this year. MLB, New York Mets, San Diego Padres. It's impossible to be as bad as they are with the roster they they have. But I got a question. My question, I'm looking at the Dodgers. Before before I I was preparing for this show, I'm looking at the Dodgers, fine-tooth comb. I'm looking up and down. I'm looking at everything that's happened. My question to you is, who sees them every day, how the hell are these guys this good? They can really, really hit. And it, it's so against their historical grain for years and years. It was pitching and defense, and they'd win games three to two. This has been an anomaly this year. They can hit uh, one through nine. And when you've got Betts and Freeman at the top of the lineup, they begin the game as a threat. Yeah. Once you get through the lineup, if you get seven, eight, and nine, on base, then you've got Benson Freeman to knock them in. So they have been the uh, the nucleus of the Dodger atom. The, the rotation hasn't been very good. The bullpen has gotten better over the last three months, but hitting is what uh, has driven the Dodgers now to, what, 87 wins. Um, and then the question is, can you get into the postseason, which they have, can you go long into the postseason with dubious starting pitching and great hitting? That's what we're going to find out. I mean, the Dodger team ERA is like 418, which since they moved out here in 58, it's like the second highest ERA. So they've, they've struggled with pitching. They've had a, a ton of injuries. Uh, and so you throw all that into the mix but then again, you've got Betts and Freeman and Smith, Muncie and J.D. Martinez. Um, so they can hit. And that's how they have gone about their business this year, which is so different, as I mentioned. Everything that we have remembered about this Dodger team since they moved out here in 58. And they've been doing it. And, and we talked off air a few days ago. They've been doing it in my mind. Now, I, I may be crazy. I'm not in L.A. I'm not here. But it's kind of been quiet on the Dodger front. It's to me, it's been quiet on the Houston Astros front, and maybe that comes with fans expecting because you've been so good now for so long. It's like, oh, the Dodgers. So you know, last year you were all the talk. When you win 111 games, people tend to talk about you a lot. Um, but I haven't heard about them. And I, when I started really getting into it and and looking at their story, I. People don't know this, but obviously true Dodger fans know this, true baseball fans know this, but May 
You lose him. He's been on the horizon for years now. Lose him. Elbow surgery. Cindergard didn't work out. He was Gavin, Gavin was just a bust. Gavin Lux, prospect for years. They have big plans for him. He hasn't played. Maybe your best pitcher, Walker Bueller, out for the entire season. I think recently the Dodgers announced that he is not going to be back this yeah. season. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. And Gonsolin, who had a big year for the Dodgers in 22, is now having Tommy John surgery. And that's just getting started. <laughs> You've had Kershaw's amazing what he's still doing at his age. One of the greatest lefties in the Whoa. history of baseball. Yeah. Uh, he's been he's missed some time this year. And then, you know, I don't want to get into it because uh, I don't know any of the facts, but from a baseball standpoint, a guy that was having a rough year for his standards, his early career, but Urias is now been is on is on the suspended list, probably not going to be back for the rest of the year. And that adds to all the other things I just mentioned. So, again, it goes back to what I was saying, that what the Dodgers have done exceptionally well this year is hit. And they're second in runs scored to uh, the Braves. Uh, they're second in home runs. They're first or second hitting with runners in scoring position. And again, this is an anomaly for the Dodgers over the years, where pitching and defense was generally the name of the game. So this year they were able to hit. Uh, you know, you talked about the loss of Lux in spring training. They had already brought in uh, – Miguel Rojas, who's a terrific defender. And, and as you know, if, if you've got some hitting and then you've got a position like shortstop that's occupied by a great defender, and that's exactly what Rojas is, it, it wasn't that much of a loss. Yes, a loss, of course. That much of a loss? No, because Rojas is, has done so well. Uh, you know, you've got a terrific catcher in, in Will Smith. This kid, James Outman, in center field is a legitimate rookie of the year candidate. Will he win? Not likely, but he's, he's in, the, in the conversation. So they've got, they've got some hitters. And then the question is, do they have enough of a rotation once the postseason begins in a few weeks? That's, that's, that's the story going in. Can, can the rotation go five or six, maybe seven innings? The bullpen got off to a shaky start this year. Uh, the last two months, they had solid, and, and and they've been very good. So it's a it's a different equation than we have seen here for years and years. It's hitting is going to get them, and in as far as they're going to go into the postseason. And the question is, is hitting enough in a postseason when you're facing better teams with better pitching and can you carry the day essentially with a bat? We'll find out. Yeah, because I, I I look at that. It's been the it's been for 150 years until recently. The formula is great starting pitching. That's what baseball's always been about. Mm -hmm. In the modern era, there's a lot more emphasis emphasis and a lot more the finances. And this is just recently go into the bullpen. People are groomed to be bullpen type pitchers where back even 20 years ago, all the top pitchers were always starting pitchers, mm -hmm. always starters in the minor leagues. And when you weren't good enough, you went to the bullpen. And that's just the way it was since the beginning of time. That has changed in the modern day. Kids now come out of college. 
uh, got these these uh, these power who, arms. And yeah, who was it? Houston Street, I think, was like the first yes, guy who yes. was drafted. I think it was out of Texas as, as a closer. As a, as a closer, and that that was a rather radical move when when he was uh, drafted for that spot. So yeah, the game has changed. Starters don't go seven, eight, or nine innings much anymore. So you've got to have arms who can can go, as they say, bulk innings. Um, and then and then you've got you know seven, maybe eight guys out of the bullpen where you know it's day in and day out. But again, going back uh, to what the Dodgers have done well this year is they have hit. And, you know, they've averaged in the last three weeks more than six runs a game. That's the good news. Bad news is they're like 11 and 9. So as we get into the postseason where they're going to be facing better pitching, then it becomes that much more of a test. And we'll find out. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. A year ago. They were the talk. They won 111 games. Uh, kind of cruised to and won that division. I've been on a team like that. Uh, that 2001 Mariner team won 116 games, and it was a foregone conclusion. Uh, as far as we were concerned, we already had the trophy. We just had to go play the games in the postseason. Well, everybody knows it didn't. It didn't work out that way. Uh, a year ago, they're sitting there just waiting for who are they going to play. They end up getting beat by a red hot 89 win. San Diego Padre team that on paper far superior to the LA Dodgers of a year ago. You lived through it. You watched it. Uh, today's game. It's different, Charlie, isn't it? It's it's even 20 years ago. It was all about the 160 you had to win because there weren't many, there weren't as many seats at the table for that postseason. Now there's 12. It's a lot easier to get in, but I think recent history has proven even a year ago, a red-hot Phillies team's two games away from winning the World Series as a wild card, late to get in. I think that could be the case. We see a lot more uh, in baseball these days because of so many playoff spots. Who gets hot at the right time? Do you think the Dodgers learned from a year ago? Doesn't matter if you're the greatest team. You, you know, doesn't it's, necessarily it's, mean win. It's like hockey. You know, you get the hot goaltender and, and you can carry the day. Last year. <clears throat> During the regular season, the Dodgers were the best team. They just were, 111 wins. But they couldn't get it done in the first round against San Diego, a team that got very hot down the stretch. The Dodgers were rather enamored with themselves. They go to San Diego where they had dominated, dominated them for years, and they just flat out got beat. They didn't see that one coming. And the Padres, then they do well. They do knock out the Dodgers, then they come in expecting they are going to go head-to-head with the Dodgers this year, and the Padres have been, you know, just a cataclysmic disaster. Uh, They've already been eliminated. We're in the middle, as we talk, of a three-game series with the Padres at Dodger Stadium. Now, we thought 
when we looked at the schedule back in January or even December, boy, Dodger Padre series in September, this is going to be great. Little did we know it would be utterly meaningless. The Padres have been eliminated. The Dodgers have all but clinched. Their magic number is seven with 19 to go. So they're not going to move in the standings either of the Padres. And so they're just kind of playing out the string. And the Dodgers are in reasonably good shape. Uh, but again, the question will be, can their rotation, whoever it may be, going into the postseason, carry the day? The hitting can get it done. Again, as I mentioned, last three weeks are averaging more than six runs a game, and yet they're only 11 and nine. So that's, that's where they are now. Look at uh, – uh, you mentioned the Padres. I mean, I, still to this day, I was at a Padre game uh, – week ago I went down there and and I can't figure it out. They pitched at the, at the top of the league for the entire year. And I didn't expect them to do that. I expect them to pitch. Okay. Now later, lately, yeah, you Darvish Musgrove got sidelined. So it's different. You're right. Padres in are in play it out mode, but on paper, none of this makes any sense. The fact that they're 20 games worse than the Dodgers. And I'm strictly talking about on paper. And that's why on paper doesn't matter. I, I can't believe the Padres and, and how they played. They've under, I'm thinking the New York Mets and the Padres. And that's why I think baseball is so great is nothing going into the season points in the direction those two teams went. Well, the Padres, again, watching them a lot. <clears throat> um, you played the game. You know what chemistry means. Chemistry, right. you cannot necessarily – put on a spreadsheet. Either it works or it doesn't. Either they play together as a unit or they don't. And it's fairly evident they do not. And they really didn't last year until the final month of the season when suddenly they went into high gear and they thought, oh, this is going to carry the day. And they have committed to the, the heart of that team, seven or eight players, for seven or eight years or more. So this is what they have. So they got to figure out how, how the kids can play with one another in the schoolyard. And they haven't done a very good job of that this year. They've got the best starting pitching in the National League. They have the, the sixth best uh, bullpen. So you got the starters. They got the highest ERA. And yet they're dead last hitting with runners in scoring position. And they haven't hit much. They haven't homered much. They just haven't played very well. And, and so there is really no other explanation that the kids can't get along with one another. Yeah, because uh, really, when you look at it, there are four legitimate MVP candidates in that lineup for them every day. And, and it's it just not resulting in any, <laughs> any positive results. You're right. When it comes to chemistry, there's something only players know uh, and only – the 26 guys in that room, because for the years that I was a player, you know, everything, the day you retire and step away, you know, nothing that's going on amongst those 26 guys. You're right. Something isn't right in that locker room. And and I don't know what it is. The young players, young superstars, uh, because I don't want to point a finger because I have no clue what's going on in that locker room, but something, something's well, definitely off. With all that talent. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, Tatis is hitting 260. Machado's hitting 260. 
Uh, Bogarts is hitting 260. Maybe the guy who has contributed most to that team is Hassan Kim, the second baseman. He's a fan favorite now. They go crazy he, when he comes he can up. play. And he, yeah. he's going out all out all the time. So they just they haven't delivered the goods with the expectations. Forget the salary. That you know, that's between them and, and their employers. But as a as a unit, watching them day in and day out, there's something missing and has been now for two years, except for that two or three week period late last season. That's what you have seen of the Padres this year is essentially what you saw last year, except for that hot streak in uh, late September and into October. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You mentioned Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, two guys that I love to watch hit. And, and it's probably the MVP is going to come down to Acuna or Mookie Betts. Arguments can be made on both sides. I think Mookie has a slight edge right now. But watching those two guys, and, and if it weren't for Acuna and Mookie Betts, Freeman would be the MVP. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the great years that they've had, 1-2. It's about as good a 1-2 in the game now that there is. And, and, and I, I'll I'm just a personal. I'll take it even ahead. further. They, they may be the best 1-2 of any team that has – ever put together a one-two. Remember in the old days when we were growing up, your best hitters were batting third and fourth. Right. Now, with no more of a uh, pitcher, so you've got the DH. So you got – when the eight and nine hitters come up, as I mentioned earlier, when the eight and nine hitters get on base and then you've got Betts and Freeman to follow, you're in a pickle. And when they begin the game, and in the postseason, that's so important to get to establish a tone early. You get those guys on base, and, and, and the, the tone and tenor and the personality of the game takes over. So they they <clears throat> they've been the difference in the Dodgers uh, getting to this point this year. Again, the, the fact of the matter is the rotation hasn't been what they expected. Just hasn't. But the offense has been far better, I think, than anybody realized. And it's, it goes to those two guys, one and two. Muncy's got 35. He's going to drive in 100. He's close right now. Uh, J.D. Martinez. Boston let him go. He comes to L.A. Everybody's kind of thinking, well, he's getting a little bit older. He's probably on the downside. He's kind of resurrected his career this year. He has. You know, what he does when he's in the middle of the lineup, that wonderful baseball cliche, how the lineup is lengthened. When he is in the middle of the lineup, batting fourth, fifth, or sixth, I mean, he's legit, and he's been uh, he's been sidelined with some injuries this year. Um, as a result, the result, the Dodgers have had to go with uh, uh, David Peralta and Jason Hayward, both fine players, but not really everyday players on a championship caliber team. Right. But they have done well while uh, Martinez has been out. And again, that's how the Dodgers have gotten themselves 21, 31 games over 500. Uh, they can hit. And, and when you have Martinez in the middle of the lineup um, with you know, Betts and Freeman starting it off and Will Smith, an all-star catcher. Uh, Underrated catcher, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so has well, been for years. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good team 
that has had to go about its equation for success a little bit differently this year than uh, I can remember. Hitting. This is what struck me, and it's amazing. I saw it earlier in the year. You know, I, I've had I've had teammates, outfielders, that they think it's cute. They come take ground balls with the real skilled players, us guys in the middle. Mike Cameron used to do it. I used to tell Mike, I said, Mike, you know why you're a center fielder? He, he said, no. I said, because you're an infielder that's not good enough to play the infield. So they put you in the outfield. He used to love to come take ground balls. Mookie. Uh, it's been documented. Mookie loves taking ground balls. All of a sudden, he's playing. He's taking reps at short. He played second base last night. That's one of the most amazing things for me. Late, late, uh, or in Craig Biggio's career, you don't go from catcher to the middle infield, right. especially at that time in the where, where you, you didn't slide right in. You could take runners out. Catchers usually didn't translate to to really good second basemen. Much as usually outfielders. Don't come in and let alone play second base, but have the ability in a game when it counts to well, play short. How how has that been? How, for, how for great of an athlete? It's been Go a ahead. joy. You know, when they first started talking to him about it, at first it was to play shortstop because they didn't know whether or not uh, Rojas's bat could carry the day. So he started to play a little bit of short, and it was kind of fun. Uh, and again, when he was drafted by the Red Sox, he was drafted as a second baseman. But they had this fellow named Dustin Pedroia there. That's how he ended up in the outfield. So he loves the idea of playing second base. He loves the idea of going from second base through the first seven innings. And then there'll be, a say, Hayward is pinch hit for. They'll bring in, say, Kike Hernandez to play second. And Mookie happily goes to right, where he's a gold glover. He's a gold glover at second base. And if he played shortstop, he'd be a gold glover there. And if he played center field, he'd be a gold glover there. He's really just a remarkable baseball athlete who can play four positions as well as anybody defensively. He's just a great athlete. And, oh, by the way, he's pushing 40 home runs now for a, a, a leadoff in, which ain't bad. Unbelievable. I was looking at his at his numbers. It, it, the thing to me is he's got 103 ribbies at a leadoff spot. Yeah. 103. Well, again, that, that, what, that's what I was telling you before. With the Dodgers, if, if they can get their eight and nine hitters, or seven, eight and nine hitters on base, then Mookie can knock them in. So Mookie, let's see, as of last night, he had scored 118 runs. <clears throat> And knocked in last night, he knocked in four. He's got 103 runs batted in. So, you know, he's in triple digits in runs scored and RBIs. Who can do that? It's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. Dave Roberts, how great, how good of a job has Dave done? All they do is win every year. Um, how how can you even begin to second guess that? Which of course is is you know, internet fodder and sport, but the Dodgers win a hundred games a year or damn close to it. And they're going to win. Where are they now? They're at uh, 87 and 55. They they'll be in the upper nineties, maybe a hundred in, uh, in three weeks. How's he doing? They win every year, you know, case closed. Looking around the NL, you've seen all the teams. Uh, I, I look at it. Dodgers, 
Uh, Sam Fran, they're trying to sneak in. They're just on the outside looking in from from a, in a wild card position. And they can pitch a little bit. They could be dangerous if they got hot. But the more I watch Sam Fran, I don't think they're a factor. Uh, Cubs are a nice story. They're coming back. They're probably going to be a wild card. Milwaukee, they do what they do every year. I don't know how they do it, but they do Pitching. It. Pitching. Phillies. Doing well, a good job. They're they're well. They're going to be in the wild card, and obviously, for me, when I look at all the teams in baseball, Atlanta clearly top to bottom best team in baseball. Starting pitching, bullpen, offense. I agree. The best team in baseball for me. Last what do you year, see, what do you see? How it shaped the Dodgers won, Last year when the Dodgers won 111, they were the best team in baseball. They were. Without they, a doubt. Just, they just fell all over themselves against the Padres in the first round of the playoffs, and it was a very disappointing end of the season. This year, the Braves are to the rest of the National League what the Dodgers were last year. We just saw them in four games. They beat the Dodgers three out of four, and there was a real talent disparity between the Braves and the Dodgers, and it goes back to the rotation. Uh, Rick Monday and I were talking about it off air last night that the, the Braves starting pitching is an A, offense is an A, power is an A, defense is an A, and the only place where maybe A minus B plus is their bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they are stacked. One through 26, they are really, really good. And having watched them play the Dodgers here last week, taking three out of four, uh, they were, in that weekend, in those four games, they were clearly a better team than the Dodgers were. And I think they're going to be tough. You think you give anybody else a chance in the National League, anybody stand out that you've played this year? No. That, that No? Just the, the, the ones that everybody's looking at? No. Yeah, again, it, it, as you know, you go into the postseason where anything can happen, like in hockey, you get the hot goaltender, and suddenly they go off on – on a tangent, but right now in terms of sheer talent, um, I think it's the Braves one, the Dodgers two, the Phillies three with an asterisk, and then after that, you know, put them all into a bundle and, and, and we'll see what happens. If the playoffs started tomorrow, who are the, who are the th- starting pitchers game one, two, and three for the L.A. Dodgers? Don't know. How about that? I love um, it. <laughs> and, and that's what makes – that's what makes this year so unique. Um, Kershaw is, you know, he has been limited in the number of pitches and innings he has thrown. You know, before the Urias thing uh, blew up, uh, he might have been, he, he would have been one of the three starters. Kid Bobby Miller looks like he's got enormous upside, but uh, to ask a 24 year old, who has pitched this far into the season for the first time and then be thrust onto center stage, that, that's a mighty tall order. And you've got, you know, a, a Ryan Pepio or a uh, uh, Gavin uh, uh, Stone. Uh, so that's why it, it's a question. Yarborough's Yar, come over, long time with Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, he's kind he, of a swing. He, he's kind of a swing guy. Yeah. And so, again, if you're asking a swing guy who was acquired, you know, a month ago to suddenly be a, a mainstay in, in the postseason, that's a lot to ask. 
So you're when you ask who's going to start, I don't know. And and I'll tell you, if the Dodgers do something, pull this off, uh, that would be that would I would have to say that would be Dave Roberts' greatest work to this day if he were to be able to pull that off. Because I look at a team like Texas, and you talk about great offense. We'll go over to the American League for two seconds. I look at a team at te- like Texas. They're number one in every offensive category. They're the best offensive team in the American League. They've got depth in the starting rotation. They went out and got Mon- Montgomery and Scherzer at the trade deadline. Obviously, DeGrom got hurt early. But you've got this Evaldi kid who was having a Cy Young-type year. He got hurt. He's now back. So on paper, you look at the best offense in the American League with – a potential Scherzer, Evalde, Gray, Montgomery rotation, you think that's pretty good. Well, Texas is fighting for their life just to get into the wild card at because this stage. The, I think, the pitching's gone south on them in the last. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting uh, like it is every year. I don't remember the last time I was correct at saying who's going to win the World Series. Obviously, everybody's going to pick the Atlanta Braves. But as modern times have proven uh, – the best team finishing the season is not usually or always the last team standing yeah. holding the trophy. Charlie Steiner, I appreciate you coming on, breaking down the Dodgers for me. Uh, Anytime. And we'll say, see say hi to your brother and your dad for me. And I will. Always great to see you. And you are, you are truly one of my favorite guys, you know, but you, you know what? Everybody out there watching the Boom podcast, Charlie kind of knows that anyway. For all you watching the Boons podcast or listening to us, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.